Hi guys, welcome back to Too Much Media. Hello, we are being sexy now. Simpson Salabim. Leg. No, I don't have very much flexibility. They can't so see the going. leg, but um, I want you guys to know, Deb's leg. It was it was the best thing I've seen all day. It was a glorious leg. So pale. Glorious. God. I'm so pale. I so pale. Like my legs, especially, are so goddamn pale. Damn. <laughs> Damn. But yes, welcome back to Too Much Media. And not only to Too Much Media, but our special episode. We are the cult of the fake geek girls. I am Morgan. This episode, you can refer to me as Vance Black. We have the wonderful, as always, Miranda. And this episode, we're referring to you as... The pinkest pink. Oh, we have Deborah, our favorite chaos gremlin. And if I may, how are we referring to you? Uh, we we referring to me as lit fam. We lit. lit. Oh, and then finally, leaving the best for last, we have Wednesday. And Deb, how are we referring to Wednesday today? Let me remember. Hold on, I have the internet. I think it's phase. Yeah, it is phase. Phase. The ever color changing and gorgeous phase. Ooh. I'm a chameleon, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you thought it was a chameleon, but it's me, Dio. Dio. <laughs> <laughs> Miranda, bless. <laughs> but yes, for this episode of Too Much Media, we all tortured ourselves. One of the worst things I have done in a long time. And we watched the six episodes of Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop Labs. You know what? It was it was a terrible time. Um, so we're all going to talk about it and cry, and um, you can share that with us. It'll be a great, grand old time for all of us. Before we start, I would like to let out a death groan. Uh, yeah. You can really feel her soul leaving her body. Oh, yeah. My soul has uh, left, left the house. I can, I know your energy field is like three to four feet away from your body. I feel like it's all the way over here, Deb. You can Dude. feel your energy against mine. And honestly, like, I just, I feel so soothed by you. My soul, my soul has left the building like Elvis. I am out, out, it's, over it. It's out. okay, <laughs> Deb, we're all mediums. We just haven't oh, really developed God. that yet. And I can feel your spirit with me. I want to die. I just, I want to die. It's over in my middle panel. Oh my God. I hate it. Stop. Stop. But yes, let's go around. Uh, Let's all give our initial thoughts, our groans, and then we can all just kvetch together. It'll be a great time. Yeah, that's what we going to do. I love a good kvetching. We're already kind of kvetching. Now, um, let me, let's explain what Goop Lab is first to people who haven't heard of it. We like to review media, but this particular form of media comes to us on Netflix. It is from Gwyneth Paltrow's Strange Brain. It is called Goop Labs. Now, Goop Labs, um, if you haven't heard of her company, Goop, uh, she sells uh, mediocre clothes for $400. And she sells lots, a surprisingly large amount of vibrators. And, uh, no, a surprise, and anal beads. A surprisingly large amount <laughs> for exorbitant um, amounts of money. And yes. water bottles that have crystals in them yeah. for health. Don't forget the um, poisonous, porous vaginal egg she sold for a hot moment. Yep, that's (laughs) a thing too. The egg, which sounds like something Indiana Jones is going to steal. Yes. So she sells a lot of interesting 
interesting products on her website things. with some pseudoscience uh, tacked on yeah. because it's Gwyneth Paltrow. Officially, Goop is a lifestyle brand that is meant to emp- empower, empower, she says with double quotation marks, uh, women into taking control of their own health. But in reality, it just promotes a bunch of pseudoscience with a few teeny tiny nuggets of decent advice. Not good advice, just decent. Yeah, just like, like you know. things you probably already knew to do, but you yeah. know what? We're all a little lazy. You know Sometimes what? we don't do Listen, that. Listen, Pepper Potts is telling me to do it, so it must be true. <laughs> I can't believe we just blindly followed the advice of any white woman with money. It's true. I mean, do you to think be fair, it's better than blindly following the advice of a white man with money. Yeah. No, no. Mm, no. They're, they're both bad, just bad they're in different bad. ways, Miranda. True. Now, the thing is, she has this company that she built herself, self-made millionaire, you know, and um, she decided to start a Netflix docu-series about different ways of, wi- specifically women's health. There's like men for like two minutes out of all of them, but it's pseudoscience shenanigans. There's a token, man, There's a There's token a, yeah. man article. There is one. There's always one man. He's usually gay, which is more on the effeminate side anyway, so still feminine. And she, it's a four episodes here? Five? Four? Five? Six. Six. Six episode. They all ran together in my brain. It felt like four. She has this, uh, each episode is a different theme. And we're going to talk about how... How they're all terrible. There are moments of credibility. There's moments of credibility, and then there's Gwyneth Paltrow. And then we move up. Oh, no. If you look into a lot of these people, they're all, most of them are pseudoscience people. Yeah. Especially, like, yeah, like you know you can kind of question somebody's um, legitimacy when you have a chiropractor on there that's practicing energy healing. And you have a guy that's saying he's just a standard medical doctor, and he's buying into the BS. So, yeah. like, you're, a pr- you're somebody who made Reiki popular. Shut up. It's fine. So listen, like, I, had, I, had, I wrote one sentence in my notes that I think encapsulates, like, my problem with Goop Labs. Uh-huh. I, I posted it. My base complaint is they do not do due diligence. It is just bad science and lazy prose. Yep, you are correct. Now, uh, who would like to share their thoughts first? Because I have many, and mon- most of them involve screaming. I will share my thoughts first. I have had the most time to digest. Um, I watched this months ago. My initial thoughts watching Goop. The first episode was interesting. I appreciated that. um, So so the first episode is about psychedelic-led therapy. Mm -hmm. And already I was like, "Mm, I don't know about this one, Scoob. (laughs) and I got into it and immediately I was put off by the amount of rich white women that were assaulting me like just immediately I don't think you see a single person of color until episode three uh there was one in the first episode but she's very very light so yeah 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 so I mean I have something to add to that so I read an article and one of the things it talked about is that the median age of like Goop's viewership is 34 years old and the median household income is in the six figures yeah so that kind of answers a lot of questions which is why uh, they pick people of, of lighter complexion yeah so um like I said episode one deals with psychedelic led therapy and immediately I was put off uh, because I was like, what the f- does this have to do with Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina candle? And 
you know, in the episode, they specifically travel to Jamaica to do this, which felt a little bit unnecessary, kind of feels like black exploitation in a lot of ways. And they get into it. They go to this like weird therapy commune thing. They're, you know, they're taking their mushrooms. Immediate red flag when the leaders of the hippie mushroom commune also get high with them. These 30 something year old white folks who have never done a psychedelic drug in their life. The only chaperones were the camera crew and that made me viciously uncomfortable. But then I was like, well, they, they had people on that had gone through actual clinical psycho, you know, like psilocybin. Yeah. That's the one. Thank you led therapy in actual clinical settings with actual clinical therapists and I was like okay so there's like some validity to this in a clinical setting not flying to Jamaica and doing shrooms on someone's back patio because that's essentially what they were doing well no I have friends that do that and none of them are being like oh yeah I had this profound experience some of them are like oh yeah it helped me work through some stuff but they're not like oh yeah I have a a friend that like completely buys into that and is like I just I just have all my best revelations while I'm high and I'm like dude you have massive nightmares now that you didn't have pre-shrooms yeah yeah can I make a point here just for a second of course um there is studies that actually prove that taking psychosomatics like mushrooms Mm. does actually in essence change your personality because you are going away from a part of your brain that you don't really get to see So there's actually taking, like, it's altering your personality permanently, first of all. Second of all, they are a handful of rich white people who live from, well, rich people who live in California, work for Gwyneth Paltrow, and go to this beautiful Jamaican beach house, run this, uh, this, obviously not run by Jamaican residents, to do some shrooms on a back part, a back porch, and be like, this experience. I get high to cope with some of my feelings, but that's not a healthy coping mechanism. And I'm not talking to a therapist during it. It's the whole thing is just questionable at best in the setting that it's presented in the show. Do I have any doubt that, you know, people are doing, you know, psychotropic drugs to deal with anxiety, depression, and childhood trauma? Not at all. Because we've seen, like Deb said, in clinical studies that it does work. You know, we see these people that are on Goop sort of used as like, oh, it works, it's fine, trust us, Mm -hmm. like examples, that it does work. Mm -hmm. Do I think that Goop's first episode does a good job of selling their point at all? Absolutely not. Because they make it look like doing these drugs is you know, uh, a six-figure white woman's dream. You fly to this tropical land and you get high on a porch in a rainforest and then like all of your problems go away and it's bullshit. Immediate, immediate distrust. Like it started and immediately just like X to doubt. I couldn't do it, you know? But, <laughs> yeah, I can't blame you. You know, yeah, like you persevere. A lot. I, I do think that some of the episodes were enlightening. Specifically, I don't remember what the episode is called. Hold on, let me pull up my my Netflix. Can I, while you're looking that up, can I make a funny? I want to make yes. a funny here. Now, 
the episode that they did about vaginas and the vulva and all that stuff. That's the episode I was talking about. Yes. I like the only good episode. I liked that episode for some parts because actually getting in tune with your body and knowing what to do with it is great. Now, my problem is, first of all, they set them up in the most hippie psychedelic you need to open your eighth chakra bolt to get in touch <laughs> with their vagina. And I'm like, no, 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 sis. Yeah. You just need to understand what your body's doing and then make communication about it. That's what you got to do. Here's the thing is that a majority of conversations that have to do with sex positivity also weirdly like tie them with like the mother goddess and all yeah. women inhabit her and yeah. like, all that. And it's like, you don't need that. You can cut that out and it can be just as enlightening. It's also exclusive to a large community of women, specifically trans women. So that, that, do not like that. Also, they went on a whole tirade about female positivity, accepting your body as it is absolutely wonderful and then the next uh, episode is them going yeah we hate aging so we're gonna do stuff to our body to yeah. make it not age as fast and i'm like what yeah yeah what what is poucher what nice. also nice. she sells that she, she sells that cleanse on her website oh. she sells that detox cleanse on her uh, website for like 300 dollars yeah. The one where she's like, I feel like I'm gonna die. Yes, yeah. that one. She's like, oh, I feel so liberated. You were trying to die for five days. Like, what? Yeah. You're gonna feel great after you're no longer dying. Here's the you thing see- is that when you go in a cleanse or a fast, you do feel great afterwards. Oh, wait. Because, like, you're going from starvation mode to all of a sudden you're putting food back in your body and you're like, oh my God, I feel amazing. It's because of the cleanse. It's like, no, it's because, like, you were dying and now you're not. <laughs> You're starving yourself. So if I may, I know we need to get back to Wednesday so you can go through and finish your points. But the one thing that really pissed me off about that, I understand trying to try different diets, maybe something that makes you feel the best, gives you the most energy, all of that fun stuff. The thing that pissed me off is them being like, oh, I can feel my liver detoxing. I can just feel the toxins leaving my body. No, No, that's not how that works. (laughs) <laughs> you already have systems in your body that take toxins out of you. You drinking some uh, tea and eating some squash soup is not going to do that. You are correct. Wednesday, continue. Sorry, we just got off on like a... No, that's okay. Um, yeah, so I do feel like there was one, one genuinely good episode. And even that came with its ups and downs. The, the uh, I think it's called The Pleasure is Ours. Yeah, the, um, yeah. the vulva episode. I thought it was incredible. I think that a lot of women, first of all, hashtag teach women about their own bodies. A lot of women don't understand how their own vulva works, how their own vagina works, what a vagina is supposed to look like. Heavy air quotes. It's not supposed to look like anything. Your vagina is supposed to look like what your vagina looks like. Your vulva is supposed to look how your vulva looks. There's no right or wrong way. So I thought that from an aspect of like teaching people with vaginas, I'm not going to say women, teaching people with vaginas that their vulva is normal and that pleasure is something that is achievable is really important. So many women have never, or people with vaginas, so many people with vaginas have never had an orgasm. And that's criminal, honestly, because we're taught from a young age to prioritize somebody else's pleasure and they are never taught to prioritize ours. 
And so a lot of people with vaginas go through life never having that experience and having an episode where someone says, that's okay, here's how you do it. Here are ways to be more comfortable with your own body. That was great. You know, showing the images of different vulvas was great because I know it allows a lot of people to look at someone else and say, hey, I look like that too. And find that sense of normalcy. I hated that it was laced so heavily with that mother goddess, we are women, hear us, we're our bull. Uh, because it's just woo-woo nonsense. That's yeah, all it is. Also just, super trans-exclusionary. Exactly. And it's super trans-exclusionary. When you frame sexual pleasure from a, a, a position of woman have vulva, man have penis, you ain't an entire, you know, like portion of people that identify differently and it makes your message that much less attainable when it should be for everyone. Yes, Deb. On top of that, it also excludes people who do not see orgasm as a main frame of their mind, like people who are ace or demi or whatever. Orgasm isn't a big deal, so you shouldn't take away from your body positivity because you don't want to orgasm all the time. Yeah. And it's so it takes it alienates several groups of people all at the same time because you're like woo woo vagina power believe me body positivity fantastic sexual positivity fantastic don't throw people out of the narrative because they don't fit oh i like to have orgasms and like asexuality and transsex like people need to be accepting of no not all thing is vagina hear me roar i think that goop as a whole, especially that episode, could have done so much more good if it was positioned from an everyone's welcome sort of view and, a, and an acknowledgement and acceptance of all different kinds of people. Because you're right, that that message, that episode is really heavily, you know, laid by the message that like every person with a vagina wants an orgasm and that's not true. And it, it, you know, frames it from this sense of like, if you don't have orgasms and you don't want orgasms, you're not broken, but you're weird. And that's not fair. Yes, Maria. Yeah. Well, okay. It's like the, as sort of the ace representative, I did not feel excluded by that episode. Like it was, I took from it, like what I needed to take from it. And I didn't feel like they were being exclusionary towards people who, um, who where like sexual intercourse and orgasm is not necessarily a goal. Like I, 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 the purpose of the purpose of the episode had two main messages, but one of it was about like you should like people in possessions of genitalia should be comfortable with their genitalia. That was message one, yeah. right? And then message two was that you should also be comfortable with your sexuality, and that's what I took away from it. Whether like yes, the focus of the episode was on people that wanted orgasm, but it was more about being comfortable with your sexuality and being able to communicate your sexuality with your partner. And that's what I took away from it. Okay. You know, I, re I retract my statement. Yeah. doesn't exclude all, all the ace or demisexual people. It did make me feel real weird as a demisexual oh, yeah. Watching a, demisexual a woman person. get off a little bit. Like watching, yeah. watching people get off was a little bit strange, but like, I just kind of rolled with it. I don't mind it. It's just like, Oh, it was so much. I think it was less weird for me because it was very clinical. Yeah. You know, it was framed True. very much like, like a sex ed video yeah and like i appreciated yeah. that but at the same time like it was way less traumatizing than watching a baby be born i'm gonna be honest yeah you oh. know that's being that's... there during a baby birth is way scarier oh boy 
I've never seen that, and I don't think I ever want to. Oh, I was there. I watched my brother be born when I was nine years old. Mm -hmm. Terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Though I do like Benny Um, Dodson. My health class in high school uh, showed an entire birth. Ah! We also had the school nurse come in and give a hour-long presentation on STDs. And she was like this British woman. She had dreadlocks and like they were dyed different colors. She was super cool. But then she's also talking about how Mickey cheated on Minnie and gave her herpes. And this is what herpes looked like. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I wish I wish I had that kind of fun sexual, you know, like classes. Mine were just like, watch this video. If you have a question, put the anonymous question in box and oh, she never yeah. answered any of them oh. herpes full-on herpes on genitalia full-on herpes on your hands on the face herpes on a child because somebody with herpes on their lips had kissed the baby on like the cheek oh that's bad it was Ooh, traumatizing <laughs> like Ooh, it's boy. really cool that she did that and that the school was comfortable with her giving that presentation but dear god it's traumatizing looking back <laughs> it's like the baby book all over again okay Overall, I would give Goop like a two stars out of 10, maybe, because I think that it did have that one moment of like enlightenment and me being like, you know what, that was a decent episode. I think overall it's full of like woo-woo, buy essential oils, multi-level marketing bullshit. It just pushes a lot of really bad science. Um, I completely agree that going from an episode like The Pleasure is Ours to the health span plan, like that woman fish hooked her face for Oh my god, that scared no me. Results. Oh for no what? I'm sorry, results. can you can you re-say that sentence? I think I missed something. Uh the one I said that woman fish hooked her face for no results. Having those things like dragged the, the, through Oh, yeah, face. the pearls, the pearls. Oh, For Dude. no results. How do you go, like Deb said, from an episode that's like, be comfortable with your body, love the skin you're in, yes, your power, to like, I'm going to starve myself for five days and hope that maybe it de-ages my face and my liver. Like, yeah. shut up. It de-ages their blood. Crash diets don't work. There's no such thing as blood aging. Like this whole, God. like your, your organs are X amount of years old, but your body is X amount of years old. Like, no, all of your uh, is the same age. It's all the same age. Yeah. There's no such thing as like biological age or whatever they wanted to no. call it. Like it's just your, it just goes down to your health. Yeah. If you're a healthy person, you're healthy. If you're not healthy, you're not healthy. It doesn't mean like, oh, I'm 50 years old, but my body's 30. No, that's not how that works. Like you're trying to make yourself feel better. That's not how that works. Also, chronological age isn't something to be afraid of. Since we have been pushing the boundaries of how long we live, being old isn't as scary anymore. Like I have family members that I know personally who have lived to like 90 something. That's being old isn't scary anymore. I had he was running in his 90s, like mar- yeah. marathons. Mm-hmm. Being old isn't scary. I think overall, it's not good. Like, it's not good science. It's not good entertainment. The, like, the energy experience, that guy that's like, I'm, at a, chi- I'm a chiropractor and I'm going to crack your energy. God, I like want to yell stick. about that. Mm, yeah. It's just... It just it's, it's Reiki. Continues, Shut up. <laughs> it just it's continues. Pseudoscience. This, yeah, this idea of like there are I don't know, it continues this idea that like some people can be better than others based on what they can afford. Yeah. Like 
it, it pushes this wealth myth that like, mm-hmm. you know, your energy and your spirit are, you know, somehow cured and fixable if you throw money at them, because that's basically all these people are doing is they're throwing money at these non-existent problems in order to find some miracle health and wellness cure. When like the cure is literally just being a decent person, having a good diet, drinking water, seeing a therapist, taking care of your mental, physical, and emotional well-being. Like that's all the cure that you need. Sleeping. And then you have like the the episode where they all took on those crazy diets and it's like, oh, this de-aged me and like this is what's you know to do for your health when there are people living in food deserts. There are people that don't have access to fresh fruit fruits and vegetables. There are indigenous people in Alaska and northern Canada that are paying fifty dollars for a gallon of milk because the government is throttling prices. It is nothing but this health and wealth myth that just pushes Uh, pseudoscience don't watch it that's the end of my statement also in that episode the their presentation for what diets they were doing were filled with fruits vegetables and food that i'm sure as Uh, they did not eat yeah because they were sitting out in an office for potentially a good period of time so unless it was like prop food oh they weren't gonna uh, eat it I lost my nonsense when the lady said she spent like $50 on like $56 on salmon and she held up the full packet. I'm like, where are you buying salmon? Because here's the thing is that my family eats salmon a lot. My mother is from Alaska. All right. It is, that is like the national fish. Okay. I've grown up eating salmon. We go to Costco. We buy like the, an actual half a fish from Costco. It's about $28. And that half of fish feeds my family of five for at least three different servings. So that's 15 servings from one half of salmon. I don't know where she bought her, where she bought her, her, her salmon from. But the thing is like, she's not buying salmon. She's not going to Costco and buying a, you know, like a side of salmon. She's not going to Smith's or Winco. She's going to the small delis that are pushing this myth of like, you know, it's wild caught. It's not farm raised. It's, you know, they, they put these falsely inflating labels on things to sell products that we can get at Smith's and Winco and Costco for a reasonable price and falsely inflating it to these gigantic price points just to make money. And that is where food insecurity comes from. We talk a lot about how you know, landlords are evil because they buy up unnecessary housing and it causes property tax and inflation to affect the property values and the prices of the homes around them. It's very similar in the food industry. You know, like people are selling, you know, small plates with basic ingredients for hundreds and thousands of dollars. If you watch the show Worth It at all, you'll see places that are like, oh, this bagel has gold leaf on it. You can go to Joanne's or Michael's and buy a book of gold leaf for $24. That's edible. That's edible. That's exactly what they're putting on these foods to inflate the price, to make them seem luxurious when they're not. And that's a lot of what you see in this show. It adds nothing. Nutritionally, it adds nothing. It doesn't. It adds nothing. It is just something that feeds your eyes and feeds your own sense of self-importance. And that's what Goop is. Nothing about this show is good for your health. Nothing about this show is good for your well-being. Nothing about this show or this lab or their products is actually about 
about lifestyle. It's a falsely inflated sense of worth from these like buzzwords. You know, like if you are seriously interested in strengthening your pelvic floor, you can go to Deja Vu and buy a set of Benoit balls for $18. You don't need a jade egg to sit in your vagina to, you know, strengthen your pelvic floor. It's putting luxury words on everyday objects to falsely inflate their value. It is the gold leaf, uh, what was it? God, it's gold leaf truffle oil and caviar pizza. That's like $800 With that squiddy. no one wanted to eat. Yeah. No one wanted to eat it. They put these okay. like buzzwords right. on top of things. And they I've had caviar. These... It's delicious. Not on pizza. I've had truffle. Yeah. It's By delicious. the end of the day, it it's fucking bacon pizza. of France, but not yeah. on pizza. And that's the thing. Like you see a lot in the luxury market these days that like, it's all about gold and it's all everything that, you know, we see on this luxury scale, it's not actually about taste or effectiveness. It's about image. A lot of these things are being created to be photographed. They're being created to earn likes and a following on Instagram. None of it actually has any substance. And that is exactly what Goop shines a light on that like none of this stuff if you can see past this like woo woo energy aura cleansing like gauze that they put in front of your eyes none of this has any substance the the energy healer the guy that does the like chiropractor just go to a chiropractor yeah also, chiropractor don't go, be way more no, no 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 don't go to a chiropractor they also have a lot of history and woo woo bull uh, yeah, yeah absolutely but that's basically like if you need your back cracked, like, that's fine. But, like, don't believe that this guy is going to cleanse your aura for $400 because guess what? Auras aren't real. Yeah. He's not cleansing your energy. Your energy is uh, uh, an idea. It's, it's a figment of your imagination. It's basically your instinct. If you come around and someone's like, I don't know, something just doesn't feel right about that. Uh, a chiropractor is not going to uh, fix it. That's a you problem, honey. <laughs> you gotta get that figured out, hunty. Yes. yes. Our practice is not gonna fix it. It's you, honey. It, that's it. You know, like a chiropractor is not gonna fix your energy. A diet is not going to de-age your liver. Stop drinking so f- uh, much. That's a really easy way to go. Gwyneth Paltrow was like, Yeah, I don't know how I'm gonna feel about not having coffee or alcohol. And I'm like, that's what's aging you. No, she said her words were. All I've been uh, living on uh, for the past two years has been alcohol and coffee. Like, no wonder you're aging. That's why. Okay, so here's the thing is that one of the articles I read, like one of the things that they brought up is that sort of the appeal of brands like Goop is that it caters to people with with more means, people with more money, who typically are healthier than poor people to begin with, but who are always looking for like that extra, extra plus ultra vitality. Plus ultra vitality. Like shoving plasma directly into your face hole. Yeah. You know, is that they're already pretty healthy to start with, but there's this paranoia that they could be doing better. So can I, but I got work. <laughs> like, I, I could go to the, I could quit right now and go to the gym every day and eat like a pescatarian and just eat or do a cleanse and eat nothing. And I could probably lose weight and, you know, look skinnier or healthier. I got work. 
I've got like a life to keep up. I like being happy. So I'm going to go drink and have fun and continue to be this voluptuous shape I am. Okay. Yes, Morgan. Sorry. All right. <laughs> um, the hand doesn't help if like half of us can't see it. <laughs> I, I was right here. How can't, oh. Uh, I think if someone's on a cell phone, they can only see who's currently talking. Oh, no, that's no, on you. you. you I'm on my cell phone. It. You have to change it to yourself. Okay. But yeah. so you can, you can choose the gallery mode and it'll show you all of us. Yeah. It's in the corner. So really quick, I just wanted to yell a little bit about Do it. three of the episodes. I, we've touched on it a bit, but I just wanted to yell. First, we haven't really talked about the second episode. So the second episode is about this uh, older gentleman who was a professional athlete. And after his wife killed herself, he decided to get real into this breathing stuff. And uh, so this episode is this guy teaching people how to breathe and also to deal with extreme cold. And the baseline of his theory is, oh, if you do this, it helps you with anxiety, things like that. And like, oh, I can believe that. If you control your breathing, you can help yourself in a panic attack, 100%, anything like that. But then it goes on where it's like, oh yeah, this can cure, uh, cure autoimmune disorders. This can cure cancer. This can keep <laughs> you from any illness if you do this right. So immediately, I did not like this guy because he's, I think he's the most type, type of woo-woo nonsense that I normally see because I watch a lot of things about people that are, you know, pushing people to drink bleach to cure cancer or to cure autism. And I watch a lot of stuff about Black Solve and, you know, same idea, panacea. So I don't know. This guy and his panacea of breathing and taking cold showers immediately pissed me off. And then when you look into this guy, he's killed four to five people with these methods. But he will say something like, they were not strong enough. What the f***, dude? Exactly. No. <laughs> they did not breathe correctly. What? Yeah. Here's the thing is that this guy, right, he genuinely believes his nonsense. Like, there is a difference between an actual charlatan and someone that buys into what they're I selling. Feel like, I feel like a charlatan is better, though. Because at least they know the, sh the BS they're selling. He genuinely believes in it. And, but here's the thing is because it's, these methods helped him and they've helped him reach like this success and this athletic success, success and this ability to survive in cold temperatures for an insane amount of time. Because like they have actually clocked him and he has been mm -hmm. able to like, you know, raise and lower his body temperature. And it's uh, weird. But here's the thing is he has a twin brother who is not healthy, who does not believe in this bullshit, who can do the exact same things. It is, it is in the DNA. It it's has something genetic going on. Not because yeah. of this yeah. breathing, that he started far after the time that he was a professional athlete. Deb? Also, there is a, a thing where they talk about where you live affects how your body reacts to different temperatures. He was yeah. born in Norway. Yeah. He is used to cold temperatures because he lives in uh, Norway, where it is cold a lot of the time i feel like there's ice flows testers are being attacked no 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 <laughs> not your skin dude. you are probably much better at dealing with cold than i am because i'm a, from a f desert i can't deal with cold i'm fat i can't deal with cold you as a scandinavian person could probably deal with cold better than i can i will provitch the entire time but uh, i am from israel i am from a desert we don't deal with ice flows no 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 now <laughs> On top of that, he is like the difference between real camp and fake camp. He is like genuinely naive enough to believe his uh, don't stink. 
Yeah. And there's a difference between a charlatan like that one medium lady in that later episode Ugh. who really is like definitely peddling some and then this man who genuinely believes that his method works. And yeah, it is insane because I wanna I wanna make a point on that episode too. After their dive, they went into a hot room. He was not in there with them. He wasn't. They all had to warm up and they were all shivering still. Uh, stage as uh, like that whole entire show is staged. Uh, I did, well, of mm, course. Mm, in a way that is just it w- makes you want to believe the belief. Uh, and I'm just like exactly, which leads me to the last two episodes, which is with the chiropractor who's trying to do energy healing, and the mm. last episode about you know psychics and mediums. So the fifth episode really made me angry because I already do not like chiropractors. The idea that chiropractors, it, this whole thing came from kind of like this weird religious belief and like, oh, you have energies in your body in different streams and you got to crack yourself like a glow stick to get them going right. And then the fact that many chiropractors actually go through and injure people where it's the yeah. problems worse and there has actually been deaths. And of course, the studies that show you that getting your back cracked by someone is just about the same as getting a good massage. Yeah, same thing. This guy goes in there with his, his like healing, and I don't know if you guys remember this, but he's saying, "Oh yeah, everybody has a field three to four uh, feet from their body," and he's yeah. doing the same thing where they're saying this will allow your body to heal itself. This will uh, keep you from getting sick. You won't deal with depression. You won't deal with these anxieties in your life. If I rep, you pay me a couple hundred dollars and then allow me to just wave my hands a foot away from your body, which is insane. And it's so sad because there was even one woman on the episode who was like, oh yeah, I saw it. And I just thought it was a bunch of privileged people from LA, which I feel like they purposely put in there for us to be like oh i also thought it was privileged people in la give it some validity to the non-rich people exactly but she seemed to be someone that was really dealing with serious things in her life things that probably just going to therapy would have helped her with instead of spending who knows how many thousands of dollars on this guy probably a whole down payment on a house Exactly. Like, she seems like a nice normal person. Because he was Gwyneth Paltrow's personal energy masseuse. And then the last he episode. He is such Gwyneth Paltrow's. <laughs> <laughs> well, no one Therefore, not... he must be on the show. <laughs> sounds sounds about right. But no one that Nepotism, left... maybe? Isn't, isn't that how the whole 1% works? Everyone knows everyone, and they just help each other thrive and get richer? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like how Weinstein continued to be a predator, and no one said anything. <sighs> nepotism yeah but, anyway um, moving on yes and that last episode i don't know about you guys but i could not finish because it just pissed me off so <laughs> <was> much <laughs> i watched the whole thing and it was still yeah. just awful god awful because i'm like good on you for being that good at reading people and being that good of a charlatan that you're able to make so much money off of this but you were a charl- charlatan and you're just good at reading people also, she's like, oh, I read someone from the camera crew. And I'm like, yeah. Oh. And she's like, I would love to be a part of a scientific study and has never been a part of a scientific study. <laughs> yeah, and they do these a lot because it's interesting if psychic phenomena actually, like, does work. Mm-hmm. So there's always a university running a study. 
go figure. I, this made me laugh while I was watching it. So she was in that room with the chick who was, she was not getting any vibe from, right? Yeah. And she just kept calling out like, was your mom a Gemini, your grandma a Gemini? Or that kind of. <laughs> the one true skeptic. Yeah, the one true skeptic in the group. And she's just throwing out. Uh, and then she goes, something with donkey or Shrek, something. And she is just pulling at cords. And this girl, this girl in the, in the film crew is obviously like, Losing oh my mind. God. Yeah. Obviously this deals with me because she said Shrek. No. Well, no. All that's the is... thing, like, I don't. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, that's the thing too. Like people, like my mom really likes that, that Long Island media, like oh. Teresa Caputo. Oh my so God. does my, Andrew's mom. Why? I'm like. I watched this this like watch mojo thing and it was talking about John Edwards and Sylvia Brown mm-hmm. and how they're just cold reading. Yes. Like that's it. They're just throwing out information. Yeah. And so like the thing that I have noticed about watching Teresa Caputo is like everything seems so genuine. You know, like every time she walks up to someone, it really just feels like she pulled the uh. out of a hat that you like and I hate that I watch the show and I'm like, how the f*** does she do that? And then I'm like, wait, it's the magic of editing. And that's <laughs> the, the thing, like, editing. Yeah, it's the magic of editing. It's the magic of television. And like, I couldn't finish the last episode of Coop because I was like, this is just garbage. Yep. Like you are stringing people along. People deal with grief for a very long time. Mm. You lose someone and you miss someone for a very long time. Because there's no time period. It's not like you deal with grief for five years and then, you know, the clock resets and your loved one comes back and then you don't have to deal with it anymore. Like you deal with grief for a very long time. And so you're preying on people that are grieving, no matter where they are in this process of grief, like they still are grieving. They have a loved one that they miss. And when you string someone along for money to the point where you're pretending to talk to their loved one making them emotional, making them cry, making them believe something that doesn't exist. I know a lot of people will be like, well, you know, at least they, they believe it. Like this person believes it. And it's like, that's fine if you're not making money off of them. For some people, this is comforting. You know, even if it's not real, it's comforting to think that like their loved one somewhere in whatever form of afterlife that there is that's thinking about them and misses them. But when you start exploiting that for money, when you start going on TV shows like Goop to promote yourself, knowing that these six-figure, lonely, desperate housewives are going to start calling you up, trying to talk to Nana again, like, mm-hmm. regardless of what I think of Karen and Janet and Stephanie that are going to be, you know, calling or whatever, it's still wrong to play with people's emotions like that for profit. And that was like, that was the last straw for me was like we're now dealing with something that like like I'm a very recent sufferer of grief and like I would hate that don't make me pay you money for you to lie to me and tell me that my dad is thinking about me from somewhere beyond the like uh, don't do that like regardless of what anyone thinks of like someone's social standing or their socioeconomic standing like you don't play with people's emotions like that for profit but that's what ML- MLMs like this do. They mo- um, they manipulate you emotionally. It's the same tactics that they use for, use for cults, man. Yep. They get you when you're at your most vulnerable, when you feel like you have nowhere else to turn. And then they're like, hey, do you want to talk to your dead relatives? Or do you want to sell knives? Like, 
Do you think, will these essential oils help with your grief? I got you. Let me set you up with an MLM. Yeah. Yeah. They go full on. Hey, hun. Oh. Hey, hun. I saw you were dealing with some stuff and I want to extend my apologies and sadness. Would you like to join my cult? Like, mm. can I interest you in a belly wrap? Oh my God. You'll lose five pounds instantly. Like, shut the fuck up. Dude, I have a lot of, I have a family member who just moved out in the middle of the country who is like, come have a sexy PJ party with me and let me peddle you my dildos. And I'm like, Nah. If I wanted a dildo, I'd go pick one out on my own from Deja Vu. Like, yeah. exactly. if I was going to spend that the amount of money that you're going to want me to spend on dildos, I would just go buy a bad dragon one because if I'm going to drop money on it, might as well. Yeah, um, Illuminati just recently did a video on the uh, the sex MLM, the sex toy MLM. Uh, yeah. Sex MLMs are stupid, but it's a, it's an edgy version of MLM. It's like MLMs for goths. It's great. Okay, hard pass. Sorry, Morgan. What? <laughs> Sorry. I, I don't know why we're apologizing. We're swarming. <laughs> we're swarming. You had like a point to make and then we, we oh, no, carried it away on like a Viking dragon boat. No, I feel like we did that just pretty much sport. everyone so far. <laughs> yeah, you already did it to Wednesday. It's it's only I'm fair. I'm sorry. We love you. But no, I feel like you guys just kind of went further on the point. So there's no real reason to apologize because you're right. Paying on people for their grief or people that are just dealing with terrible things in their lives, it's terrible. It's not the same as, I don't know, I can't think of any good, honest scheme that I don't, I wouldn't feel bad for the person. But like, yes. Art forgery. I do not give a oh, yeah, that's care fine. about rich people who get duped into art forgery. I don't give oh, a I, art I do actually. I care very much about art crime, but this is not the time. Yeah. Okay. No. I don't give a fuck about art crime. The only people who are at uh, who are in trouble are museums and uh, rich people. And uh, them. Miranda, what are your thoughts on the goop? The um, goop. And, unless so, you still have more to add, Morgan. Oh no. Okay. Swan check. Okay. Thank you. So my main problem with goop is that like it's supposed it's exploring these like the the whole mission statement of like the brand is that it's exploring alternative means of being like healthy and happy and live laugh love very live laugh love of you karen yes so that's the whole idea of it and whenever goop gets criticized they always respond with well we go to people that believe in both western and eastern philosophies and mm. blah, 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 right well um i have two huge problems with it one of them is that they talked about like these Eastern medicines and these uh, like African medicines and like these medicines from the Car from the Caribbean, like all these different things that have been used to help people throughout like human history. But who who did they? Who were the experts? White people. Yeah, and the majority. Doc Antle. Doc Antle. <laughs> <laughs> and it, the majority it was of white people. White men. You know. <laughs> One episode involving white women. Shocking. Yeah. And so like um with the with with the 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 energy chiropractor, the Reiki guy, Reiki is like an actual Asian practice. That's an Asian medicine, you know? Like, like like they're talking about it like it's this brand new thing because like this young white dude's like practicing it. <laughs> white people always discovering things, don't you know? Yeah. And like, I don't necessarily believe that it's true, but I know people that believe it's true. And because they believe in it so strongly, it does help them. And that's useful. It is that there, when it comes to medicine, like 
absolutely believe in studies, believe in science. Dear God, please believe in science because most Americans don't. Yeah. Yeah. It's sad, but it's true. Yeah. Yeah. Especially right now. They don't believe in science right now. But if you find something that helps you in conjunction with actual science and that like you feel like really helps you, I'm not going to piss on your parade. Yeah. Unless you are in fact drinking your own piss, then I will piss on your parade. (laughs) Well, I think they might (laughs) welcome it at that point. I mean, that's true. They might pay me for it. Be great. Yeah. So, you know, like I'm not, I can get upset at the practitioners and I can get upset at the show, but I'm not going to get upset that this is a service that exists and that people pay money towards it. Because again, I look at the readership, I like the audience that Goop reaches and that these practices reach and they reach people of means. They reach people that can afford it ultimately. And a majority of them are not directly harmful. The psychic is harmful. The dude that's like, you know, by doing deep breathing and taking a cold shower, you're not going to have arthritis. Like that's mm. kind of, har- that's harmful. Yeah. But like if you, if you go to see an energy masseuse once a month and you can afford it, that's your business. Yeah. As long as it doesn't harm you. <laughs> yeah. But my but problem is, my problem is, is that Goop Labs is, does, is not meant for the, the 30, the mid thirties making uh, over a hundred thousand dollars a year crowd. Goop Labs is a Netflix show. It is for people who watch Netflix, which is right now it's everyone because we're in quarantine. Yeah. You know, (laughs) but particularly Netflix is kind of a service for like the middle and the lower income classes in America, you know, because it's, it's relatively cheap, you know, 20 bucks a month. I can watch however many goddamn movies and television shows I want. It's great. Yeah. Even if some of them are in fact schlock. Yeah. You know, it's beautiful and that it's selling and that it's presenting itself as like, A, this is how like the other half lives and it takes itself completely seriously. This is how the other half lives. It takes itself completely seriously. And then it presents itself as though like we're the rational, uh, educated adults presenting it to you. We have we have scoured the globe for all the different treatments you that you could do. And these are the ones that we recommend. And they don't do their due diligence. You know, when you watch the episodes, uh, the a majority of the arguments for these different practices and for these different lifestyle choices are testimonies. And I'm not saying testimonials aren't useful and it's not, and that can't be used to create actual, an actual informed answer as to like the result of these, of these practices and these like sort of alternative medicines. But testimonies should not be your first stop. Testimonies should not be like your very, your end all be all. Because here's the thing is that a majority of humans don't know what's going on with themselves. If you give me a smoothie and you tell me that like this smoothie is going to brighten up your day and you're going to have so much energy, I'm going to drink the smoothie and then I'm probably going to have a good day and have a lot of energy. And that's nothing to do with the smoothie. It's because like, oh man, I got a smoothie today. I feel great. It's all up here. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's that's useful. That's useful for me, but that's not scientific evidence and that should not be presented as fact. And they always have like sort of this caveat of like, oh, there's a lot of believer people that don't believe this and there isn't substantiated by studies, but we believe because we're brave enough to try it and you should yeah. try it too. And the reality, they're not talking to voices that disagree with them. It's just an echo chamber because everybody believes in this. And the one skeptic on the show was in like the psychic episode and she was absolutely not helped whatsoever. And notice how little airtime they gave her despite her being one of the focuses of the sh- episode. I 
saw that. I saw that. Uh, and I'm like, you gave the skeptic yeah. zero minutes. Why? Yeah. And yeah. like when she couldn't do things and when she was like, this is stupid, like I'm clearly not getting anything from this. They were like, well, you know, sometimes people just aren't ready to open up their third eye and they're not ready to learn yet. And someday you will be. And it's like, that's not yeah. what it's about. Instead of being like, yeah, maybe our stuff isn't real. They just go through and put it on her. Oh, it's your fault that she couldn't yeah. experience this. Yeah. If, mm -hmm. if something doesn't Which work, is what? Never the cult method, behavior. It's the cult practice. behavior. Mm -hmm. We should have an alarm every time you hear cult behavior. Yeah. We should just have the bite model ready and be like, oh, yes. So this checks off this on the bite model. Great. <laughs> cult behavior. Whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah. All right. Does not do due diligence. And then also, can I go on a side rant? Please. This, of course you can. Do you? We already really have. The overall goop experience is just about one moment in the goop experience. So when they were doing like the whole, like they had an object that was meaningful to the other person, they were doing cold readings off of it. They should not have been allowed to bring in photographs because here's the thing is that when you can see a face, you can attach so much to a face and you can read so much from a face that like you would not get otherwise, you know, like if I gave you like, if I, if I, De uh, Deb, I'm going to use you because you're right next to me from my viewpoint. Okay. You're right next to me. So that works. Yes. We're going to do a cold reading. All right. Deb. I'm going to give you my great grandmother's Abel Skeever skillet. And you're going to tell me what you can know about her from that. Um, I'm going to assume because it's a, like a cast iron skillet, right? Like a cast iron, big old cast iron skillet. Oh, yeah, you can murder a man with this thing. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to look at it and go, obviously this is very lo well loved. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely belongs to someone who's important to you. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming because you are a cis female that it is a gendered kind of stereotype. So it's probably a mother or a grandmother figure. Um, the fact that you kept it is probably someone who passed away. So I'm, so, I'm going to now jump to grandmother. Mm -hmm. And does, is there any other uh, contributing factors like a label or a cover or anything on it? Is it just right. cast iron okay. skillet? You just did a cold reading off of an object. All right. Yeah. Now you are going to give me a, 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 a a picture of your grandfather. All right. I'm going to be very honest. I'm going to get a lot more from that picture of the grandfather than you're going to get from the skillet. Because mm. we attach things to faces and we identify with faces because that is how our memory works. Like I, I should have gone back. I have a whole book about this that I should have gone through and highlighted uh, so I could pull it out and be smart, but I didn't do that today. So Dad. yeah, it is so that like we literally, when you look, when we look at things that are beautiful, we have we have, well, we have, we have many different fold file folders, but we have three main file folders. One is for landscapes. One is for just general beauty. That's where we put everything else. And then one is specifically for faces. So I'm better faces and the rest of them just go. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's easy with faces. I've written papers about like, like, like things that I've drawn from artwork because I've looked at the face. It's not science. It's not magic. It's not even intuition. It is just me being a human and comparing like what I know about all the many different faces I've seen with this face that I've just seen right now. Also, I noticed that when they did that episode, they only showed the perception videos of the photos because people had been given like watches yeah. and rings and like other like non-specific objects and the ones that the two ones that they talked about were photo and a painting yeah and like here's the thing is that i do believe in psychic powers i am gonna out myself and my woo-woo uh, 
Like you I got some woo woo. I believe that some people have the gift and that some people can like attain the gift and some people learn the gift and some people just don't have the gift at all. And that's okay too. You know, like it's, that's part of my craziness. You, you so know, why you want to visit a charlatan? Oh no, I hate charlatans. I, I don't believe in them at all. Um, uh, I have a very violent dislike of uh, mediums and psychics because mm -hmm. like they're charlatans because like, you know, they're taking something that should be a gift. You know, it is a gift, not just for the person who has it, but a gift for the community as a whole. And they're either pretending to have it for money and hurting people that way, or they do genuinely have it and they're taking money for it and they're hurting people that way. You know, because if, if you give someone $50, they're never going to tell you, um, you're going to get hit by a car next week. Get your affairs in order. Yeah. You will have a good week and it will involve you not being tired. And then you get run over. Yeah. And congratulations for drinking more water. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. You go. Uh, uh, do you have anything else to add, Miranda? Um, that was, that was sort of my, my big thing. And then by the way, um, I, I'm sorry, Deb. Your, your intuition was wrong about my great-grandmother's cast iron table skiver skillet. It was primarily used by my great-grandfather who made bomb table skiver. There you go. Fair enough. See? I don't know what table skiver is. Oh, I'm going to make you guys some. When this ends, like, we're going to have a party. It's going to be great. I'm down. Aw. Okay. So my biggest thing with Goop is a lot of things that you guys highlighted I did have a gripe about. Also, the the visuals in it like the transitions between videos how they did all the like the fonts and stuff this is just a visual thing they it is just as bland as her clothing is oh it had no personality it gave house. me nothing and her all white house uh, this girl has no personality she is a void i get she's an actor but she's a void of a person that's my gripe this is what i want to talk about young ladies and gentlemen my problem is not what my i do have problems with the show my problem is with gwyneth paltrow herself oh my problem hot take this show is set on her company she is in two episodes one she actually participates in and two she shows up in because her reiki guy is there this is an, there are six episodes. She shows up in two as a participant, but she is in it the rest of the time because they keep going back to our, her interviews, which are, first of all, painful. Second of all, awkward. Because My this, thing was like, why oh, are you doing interviews if you haven't participated at all? Exactly. You're not an interviewer. You are so uncomfortable to be in a room with you cannot do an interview it is not possible her as pepper potts is more convincing than her as herself she plays better characters than she is i'm sorry i'm sorry to take this hot take the hot but take. i am no, it is I love so it. frustrating because watching her and then comparing her in my head to the movie she's been in like her as a character is kind of a boring you know stereotypical female in in a thing because she's pepper potts and then she's in shakespeare in love and blah and she's probably in a couple better movies that I've seen. But those are the ones I think of because that's what I relate her to. And her characters are kind of fun. They're kind of like uh, controlling the world. And I'm like, I get it. Cool. Pepper's a little sassy. Pepper's a little sassy. Oh, man. Cool. I, love, I love Pepper, right? <laughs> she's the best part of Iron Man other than Robert Downey Jr. It's like, because it's definitely like Nick Billions got together. They could probably solve all the world's problems. And they wouldn't need the Avenger Initiative. Exactly. There you go. Now. Her as a person, she has about as much flavor as her five-week fast, which means none. 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 She's got no flavor, no spice. She 
probably thinks salt is too spicy. She seems like the type. And this makes sense for her company and for her show because she is someone who's like, yeah, I don't think anything that is naturally goes on in the body is dangerous. Can't be bad for you. Same woman. My favorite thing about Gwyneth Paltrow's like little interviews with that she would she's very Carol Baskin about it where she would just make really bland jokes and then laugh. Like what is that even? And then they cut. No one else reacts to her laughter. Yeah. No one reacts. It's literally her going, Oh, funny interview question, and then they cut to something else. And I'm like, is she so uncomfortable to be in a room with that nobody wants to add to anything she says or anything of merit? In the, the the diet plan video, when she is like, I've basically just been living off alcohol and coffee for the last X amount of years. <laughs> and then it cuts to something yeah, completely different. It cuts to something else. And I'm just like, because that's not funny. Yeah, no, it's not. She's got like, oh, this woman, this woman is what matzo balls, it's what matzo tastes like. It's got no flavor. She tastes like, communion wafers she tastes like communion wafers she don't have any flavor no taste so when you watch a show that focuses on her and her company you can taste nothing she gives you nothing she doesn't even give you like even when it's an episode that's like shocking like the vulva episode she goes oh i don't think i'd talk about vulvas and there's no reaction in her face she was so uncomfortable in that episode. And I was like, you're selling jade vagina eggs. What do you mean you're uncomfortable? Your website for health, and I literally looked up their Goop website. I wanted to know what she sells. Oh, yeah. I wanted to know. It is like Bad. 99.9% vibrators. Uh, closed, And that's it. That's mm-hmm. all she sells. And she's oh, like, I don't want to look at my vulva. And it's like, what uh, the this, are you doing? Th- this whole episode isn't for you then. Why are you selling vibrators and vagina eggs if you don't want to look at your own vulva? Give your vagina a chance, man. I mean, it's probably like star studded and like, damn. I mean, apparently it smells good enough to model a candle after. Which like, hold on. Can I just talk about how like Gwyneth Paltrow sold a $75 uh, $75 candle that smelled like her vagina? Erica Badu sold, yeah. So that's how this whole goop thing came about was like she released a candle that was $75 that apparently smelled like her vagina. Mm-hmm. And it was just called the label on it said, this smells like my vagina. Oh, <laughs> she tries to be. What? She is Erica like- Badu did the same thing. Mm-hmm. She sold incense that smelled like her vagina and everybody ate that. Uh. Up. They sold out in minutes. Because that's the kind of spice, that's the kind of energy that we need in this world. I want some bland mayonnaise, uh. white woman's smelly tilapia vagina smelling <laughs> up my living room. I need oh. Erica Badu's mystic spicy pussy enriching my space. I mean, that's fair. A lot of the people who probably buy that candles though, or think really think Gwyneth Paltrow is the hottest thing since ever. It's probably mostly her like fetish fans, her bronies, her bronies, her bro- her, br- her version of bronies. <laughs> but that's like something that oh, we're not like normal companies. We're an edgy company. Would would sell? And she she's well, that's, like oh, that's how she built up her brand. Is that she built up Goop by which she would give interviews? She's like, well, you know, we're the only one that's brave enough to save like Volvo on the air. <sighs> that's not bravery. That's not bravery, honey. Bravery would be you adding seasoning salt to something. That's bravery. 
bravery to be having more than uh, salt, pepper, and garlic in your oh, cabinet. Oh, man. And it has to be organic and $80 because it's from Whole Foods. Please tell me more about how you bought a jar of $130 black garlic from uh, Whole Foods. Please, please tell I me need more. To know. Black garlic doesn't taste that good. Yeah. It tastes about the same. Yeah. So that was my biggest uh, gripe. With- don't, I don't trust people that don't have spice racks. That's true. <laughs> I don't, I can't, I can't trust people that don't have like nutmeg and cinnamon and cloves. I don't have cloves because, um, they're expensive. Um, but I have a cabinet in my kitchen. That's three shelves. One, the the whole bottom cabinet is like spices, like powder spices, Mm -hmm. and then a tub of gochujang. And then my second cabinet is all my popcorn spices. Like I put salt (laughs) through a a spice grinder and made it like really fine, like movie theater salt. And then the top is just sauces. I have Uh, sesame oil and teriyaki sauce and soy sauce and uh, just all sorts uh, of like, please season your food. Please season your food. Like our next podcast, our next podcast is just going to be us telling white people how to season. I'm into it. It'll be recipes without the four pages of backstory. Like yeah, I there follow go. recipes and like my dad, who is the, the actual French trained chef is like, no, 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 no. The recipe is for the lowest denominator. All right. You need to add more. See, <laughs> See, you take the basic and add to it. See, I say, I say that to my husband all the time and he goes, but why do you have to add 10 pounds of garlic? I'm like, cause that's my business. Because it tastes good. Any recipe that tells you you only need two cloves of garlic is a goddamn lie. It's true. Two cloves of garlic is like... It takes me 22 years to accept that. You need more than two cloves of garlic. I know. Two cloves of garlic is like... But it's just so hard. That's just I have two bases, okay? I have two cloves or I have 20 cloves. And if you put 20 cloves, it's way too much garlic. 20 cloves is the actual amount. 20 cloves is what you need. Yeah. Two like, cloves I like wanted to put loaded. salt in my scrambled eggs, and I think they burned my tongue because I put too much in. Oh, oh, honey, Maria, oh, <laughs> I, you got I, a portion control on top. Of I have too <sighs> much or too little. I think I also have that mode. I have a too much gene as well. It's fine. Yeah, but yeah. So I did not intend this to be a roast of Gwyneth Paltrow. But I feel like a lot of my anger it feels appropriate. I mean, it's it's appropriate, but a lot of my anger for this was directed at her because she's the reason this happened. She's the one I can blame to make this happen. I can also be mad at Netflix. They also made the Death Note live action, which I am definitely still mad at. Netflix has Netflix has given us many gifts. Some of them we did not want, but some of them we adore. Yeah, like they literally just released Avatar: The Last Airbender on Netflix yesterday. They released it. They released they it. Did. They have Avatar: Last of Airbender on Netflix. That is a gift that I will appreciate. Thank you, Netflix. Now, my problem is when you produce things like Goop Labs and go, "Yeah, this is what we think is right," and I'm like, mm, uh, "No, please, this is like some ancient aliens bull. Uh, this is this is jackass for rich white women, and I will not be part of it. No, no." And Gwyneth Paltrow, please up your game, girl. Throw on some cumin into your food. Get you a personality, honey. You can buy it. Wear you have a enough color. Honey. Wear, a, Wear color. a color. Wear a color that's not gray or white or beige. Or peach. Or peach. Girl, we know you're fair, but you can throw on like some jewel tones and give yourself Home a personality. Homegirl is walking around looking like Jeffree Star's cremated palette. It is not a <laughs> 
it's not a look. <laughs> oh, she looks like a nude palette and that's it. And I'm like, that's fair. The cremated isn't even nude. It's all shades of white. Oh my. Anyway, that's my gripe is all the other points, totally fair. My problem, Gwyneth Paltrow, we have an issue. <laughs> you and I need to talk. You need to have like some science and a personality injected to your brain. Like, damn, damn girl. Get some science. Get some personality. Friends that can call her on her bullshit. Because I feel like this started with like she like she felt like she was doing a really good thing. And she's like, no, 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 I'm going to help people. And then she just didn't have any friends that were like, Jade Eggs, no, Jade Eggs, Gwyneth. Don't do that. Jade Eggs, Gwyneth. Okay. I want to make a point here. The only person that we've ever seen that she had a personal relationship with is that one dude from the Jamaican episode. I... I'm led to believe, let me do a, a hot reading on here, sis. Let me do a hot reading. I have a feeling you do not have friends. You have coworkers or people who work beneath you. So they will not give you your true opinion. Honey, get you some friends, some real friends. Yeah, she definitely strikes me as a woman that has like a husband and coworkers and, and employees. And that's it. And that's, and that's it, honey. That's it. Like she doesn't have interpersonal relationships and that's scary. But also... I feel like that says a lot about who she is and the kind of um, criticism she's able to. Like, if you can't surround yourself with people that feel comfortable enough to tell you their opinions on what they're doing, like, on what you're doing, like, that's not, that's a reflection on you. I need, a, I need friends who will roast me. That's the kind of friendship I need, because I say a lot of dumb bull. Uh, call yourself out. Get your friends that will call you out. That's important friendship. Because if... The friends who roast together stay together. Just saying. Yes. Yeah. Don't have fr don't have employees. Have friends. I'm just saying you look better when you have a friend that's gonna look at you and be like, "What the?" Listen, Ari, I I am terrified that I'm gonna grow up and I'm gonna end up like someone like Gwyneth Paltrow. Okay, so oh, we'll never don't. let you. We'll never no, let you. No, we'll because you it. have friends who will call you out on it. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm like, hey, you have a manic episode. You and I need to talk, friend. Yeah. Don't just let you do it. Don't let you like. I'm just going to cut all my hair off for no reason. Um, let's consult. Let's consult there, sis. Let's look at the facts. Let's look at the facts here. Would you look good with a shaved head? Perhaps. Oh, Is, no. Are you doing it because you want to? Head, okay. A weird turtle head. <laughs> are you doing it because you, wa you want to or are you on a manic episode? Let's talk this over first. I mean, side note, that's why it takes me so long to do anything is because I have to make sure that it's not like the mania, the anxiety, or the depression talking at any given time. And see, and this is what friends are for, to ask you those important questions. Do I need to sell a jade egg or a, a candle that smells like my actual vagina on your website? The answer is probably no. If you want to make a, if you want to make a candle that's shaped like a vagina, just for like, haha, Georgia O'Keeffe reference, do it. That's uh, cool. If you want to do something like that for fun, artistic, oh, I'm edgy, look at me, do it. I support it. But yeah. don't sell your own uh, goop. Don't sell your own goop. Don't. Mm -mm. Yeah. No. God. Is that why she named her company Goop? Is because she made a candle that's that smells like oh, her own goop? I have a pet theory. I have a pet theory. So I would love to hear it. The reason it's named Goop is because she read somewhere that brands that have the double O in their title do better than other brands. And then so she was like, well, I just wanted it to be a nonsense word that could mean anything. But if you look at Goop, it's got the double O's, which guarantees her brand success. Mm. But also G. P. P. Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth. Yep. Got Paltrow. it. Got it. Got it. Uh -oh. I see it. I see this. Uh, you, you I big brain that moment. You big brain that moment. And I appreciate <laughs> I you. 
I did. That is, I literally just looked it up and that is exactly true. <laughs> oh my God, really? Yes. <laughs> oh my God. I feel like um, you big brained that, Miranda. You thought that out. I'm a pre- I appreciate that about you. Okay, literally from Wikipedia. According to Paltrow, the company's name came from someone telling her successful internet companies have double O's in their name, and she wanted it to be a word that means nothing and could mean And she uses her uh, initials because she's and that. she uses her uh, initials, yeah. Because she's that. Uh, uh, um, I would like to start my own company called Deuce. I am starting it today. <laughs> it is spelled D-O-O-S. Deuce. <laughs> I will be selling vibrators and candles that look like giant penises. That is my entire brand. I will be selling comic themed vaginas and underwear. Let's do this. I, we will start we will start deuce immediately. Yes. So what's your company name, Morgan? <laughs> uh, well, my company name would be Moo. <laughs> You know what? And if I don't sell, sell dairy products, I'm doing something wrong. It's cute. So it's kitschy. I, got and I love it. Okay, hold on. Because we got to make it edgy. We got to make it edgy. You sell milk that only comes in bottles that look like titties. Oh, perfect. You got to have an edgy brand. You got to have an edgy brand. Mine's Deuce. Oh, my God. Mine's oh, my God. Then, then you have to have a commercial where it's like, my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. <laughs> You have to get Khalees as like uh, a brand ambassador. <laughs> no, you need to get like those uh, those muscle bound dudes who, who are buying breast milk for like seven hundred dollars an ounce, and you, those need to be your sponsors, dude. What? No, that's a thing. There's it a black a thing. market. There's a black market for breast milk, and if you get like the first month's breast milk, yeah. it's like seven hundred dollars an ounce. Yeah. Okay. Crazy. So there are like. Listen, you could raise a child. Like, by selling your breast milk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you guys that. think my plan also, is? Without having a child. Oh, it all makes sense. But guys, we don't even need to have the children to do this. There's medicines you can take. It makes you produce milk. And then we can make so much Listen, money. Listen, Charles. I could make so much money. Charles can suck on my tits for like five minutes and I will lactate for days. Do it. I can literally like at any given moment, like <laughs> squeeze my boobs and like, yeah. One time, so like it first started happening and I was so scared that like something was wrong with me that I went to Planned Parenthood and I was like, I'm lactating. And they were like, are you pregnant? And I was like, no. And they were like, ah, okay. So I'm sitting here and they're like, we're going to give you a breast, uh, like a breast exam. Everything's fine. And I was like, yeah, cool. So then the doctor comes up to me and she's like, she's doing this. Oh No. And she's like, I can't, can you show me how you like make it come out? Cause she's That's just so like poking and she's kind of like one hand. <laughs> trying like, to milk you? Like trying to milk me. And so I'm sitting here shirt off, doctor like <laughs> squeezing my boob. And she's like, can you show me how you make it happen? And I was like, sure. And I went like this and squirted her in the face. <laughs> Legend, actual legend. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, she got a nice little hat. Damn. She was like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. And the titty go, whoop. All right. So yeah. we've got Moo. We've got Deuce, which sells only like poop themed products. Continue. Miranda, what would yours be? What would your new uh, company name be? Okay. So um, my initials are M and B. So move. Move. <laughs> so you sell the version of hers, but as a man titty. Got it. <laughs> no, I sell halter tops for men. 
Ah, yes. yes. I love that. Call it move. I love it. I love this new business idea. Gwyneth Paltrow, thank you for this and this gift only. Everything else you've made is garbage so far. Well, say, what would your company name be? So my company name is Wooj. Wooj. Ooh. <laughs> and I sell exclusively breast milk products. Nice. <laughs> You can buy it on its own for $700 okay. an ounce or in a bar of soap. Okay. Okay. So your ad campaign must be, would you like some milk? And yes, then you're exactly. good. Yes. Oh, okay. yes. <laughs> Charles, uh, Charles had an idea. So like we saw a co- like a, a work truck <laughs> pulling out of um, our apartment complex yesterday. And the sign on the side of it said Hella's. Hella's. Yeah. And he's like, okay. he was like, I want a company named Hella. And I was like, so start one. They were like, it's not that hard. And he was like, he's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. What if we start a pet supply store called Fur Days? Oh, that's cute. And I was like, that's. <laughs> and he's like, that's it. That's yeah. what we're gonna do. There we go. Supply store. We're starting four, five new companies starting tonight. Thank starting you. now. Thank you, everybody. Sync- for this great everybody, idea. synchronize your watches. I have my watch in my hand. Enter your right. spot. We're watch. gonna take over. We're gonna take over the Forbes thirty under thirty. <laughs> There yes. you go. There we go. Yes. I have a very limited Perfect. amount of time to get there. <laughs> Same. We'll be, we're all pretty limited. Yeah. yeah. But we can maybe do uh, 30s under 40. Uh, yeah, 40 I was going to say, I'll aim for the 40 under 40. Yeah, yeah, I can do 40 under 40. I can do that. Oh, I'm going to just be alone at the list looking up wistful. <laughs> One day you'll be there. You, we can do it communally. And Everything the, the light touches 40. will be yours, Miranda. Honestly, Miranda's probably okay. going to be the actual planner of the company, so she's probably going to be in it anyway. So it's fine. Um, yeah. So she so, will like, be in thirties. To use to use the Goop model, I feel like I'm probably going to be Elise, the person who actually gets uh, done. Yeah. Yes. You're going to be her, whatever that short-haired lady is who does all of her social media. Uh, they had to go on several of these strange adventures with her. The one who just never looked like she was having a good time, like the one that just always had like the. Also, because her like her her smile, like her gums were higher up than most I've seen on on people. Like mm-hmm. she had a lot of gum real estate, so she'd smile and she looks so uncomfortable. She looks like yeah. she was cringing the whole time, even though she was smiling. It's not. Yeah, I do not want to shame anyone for the, her appearance, but the you look so uncomfortable the whole time, sis. Whole time, and I'm like, I get you. I'm in the same boat. I'm also super uncomfortable. Except for the Volvo episode, that's cool. There. All right. Do we want to close out the episode so I can stop recording and then we can talk business? yes the needles and sewing into your face is terrifying don't do that overall final thoughts don't start a lifestyle brand that both teaches women or people with vaginas or people in general to be comfortable in their bodies while peddling them products that feed into their insecurity you're right you're right that's like the alex jones model of of business it's awful yeah that's it that's my final thought Mm. The month of May is a, it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, right? Yeah. No, that's October. That's, so that, that's no, October. That's October. What's May? May is Women's Health Month. Yes. yes. So the month of May is Women's Health Month. And so sort of the cult of the FGG has, in honor of that, this has been our special Too Much Media episode for the month of May. And then we are also, um, our monthly charity for May is, 10, is 10% of our, uh, all of our proceeds or just $20 flat if we don't have any proceeds um is going to go to is going to be donated to plant planned parenthood which looks out for a lot of women's health and particularly women who are not in a position to afford different avenues of health care 
Yeah. And someone who actually supports science. Yes. You know, like Goop doesn't. I actively went to Planned Parenthood this month. So it is a good advocate that we are, are, are supporting them. And people of our word. Yes. Yeah. Because so. we are all peoples. Peoples. Listen to our episode about a, a, a bad source of healthcare knowledge and help us support a good one. We are the call to the FDG. This has been too much media. This has been our monthly update. We are currently running a podcast called Fans Reading Fan Fandom. Fandom. Yeah. Fans Reading Fandom. Um, we live stream pajama parties. And I, I don't, I didn't mean to say it like that. I shouldn't say it like that, should I? Ooh, it's so sexy. Yeah. It's spicy. We, we live stream a sort of a, a, a bi-monthly, whatever the hell that means these days pajama party and then we also have a bi-monthly D from a hat you can find all of our socials attached to us in various other places if you want to reach out to us we have a we have an email brunch.bunch2020 at gmail.com brunch.bunch2020 at gmail.com you can find us on most of our social medias including instagram twitter and tiktok tiktok, TikTok. instagram twitter and tiktok under geek girl cult we are uh cult of fake geek girl on facebook and we are cult of the fgg on patreon Thank you so much, guys, for joining us today. And does anyone have a recommendation? Believe in science, friends. Please do. Believe in science. Believe in science. Because honestly, even though science is constantly changing or should be changing to keep up with the times, you should believe in science, man. I feel like that's extra um, important during these trying world times um, where we are under quarantine and people are... D- they're not trusting science because of the word of um, someone that sh- shall not be named. A giant, a giant. He's not Voldemort. I'm not going to give no. him the power is- of being afraid to say the name. Uh, he is. He's just the annoying orange. Yeah, he's the pumpkin spice president. The only yes. thing that white people like. Um, Shut it, up! I love pumpkin currently, spice. Currently, I also love pumpkin spice. <laughs> Am I wrong then? Currently, there is a lot of science that is being thrown at us that a lot of people don't really understand. We're trying to stop the spread of uh, coronavirus, COVID-19, and a lot of people are wondering whether our efforts to stay at home are going to be worth it because cases are going down and the economy is in shambles and people are eager to get back to work and, you know, go out to the restaurants and go to the mall and hang out with their friends. Trust science. I know that it's hard when not every single one of us are college educated, college educated scientists, when we're not all experts in pandemics and, you know, sickness and illness, but these people are. And regardless of whether or not you um, like the president or believe what he has to say, science has to take precedent in times like this. Because if we open things up and we rush outside and we we rush to get the world back on track, the second wave of COVID-19 will come and it will be more deadly than it was when we first locked ourselves away in our gilded towers. Please trust science, stay at home, wear a mask. If you can, if you are essential, we Uh. salute you, but Stay at home when you can. Go to the grocery store, do the essential things. Don't go out with your friends. Don't go to the beach. Don't go to the mall. Don't go to restaurants. Stay home. Care about the health and wellness of the people around you. It is not hard to be a decent human being. That's the recommendation, friends. Thank you so much for joining us today. And please join us in the future. Join us. Please join us. Join us.